Flyover Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. She almost caused an accident just to sit there in bumper-to-bumper traffic. Hey! Hello! Hey! 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 What? You cut me off! You drive crazy! You know what? Eat, eat me! Eat me! had my blinker on. That's a lie. You lie. Shame on you. Okay. Eat. Eat my butt. This. All of this. You, you are a sad woman. You sad woman. Okay, well, why don't you roll down your window and say that to my face. Why did you mime a crank? No cars have those windows. Power windows now. Do this. Boo. Bad choice. Boo. No. No. This, it's too small. It it wouldn't read. I guess. I guess. No, 
don't hate all white people, just you. Bravo! Bravo! You bad person. I feel bad for your husband. No husband. He went bye-bye. We split up. Oh. Me too. Wife left. But it's good. She was a bitch. Dad! Respect, respect. Hey, this might be crazy, but are you hungry? Yeah, I could eat. Do you maybe want to eat this butt? Shame on you! Shame you on you! Suck. Stop doing that! Stop it! And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 3rd of April, year of our Lord, 2023. And I decided, with all the negative shit that I am going to be playing down in this podcast, I'm going to start with comedy. That was a funny skit. It was the only funny skit on SNL because it was all woke, anti-Trump, all the shit that we are always expecting out of the media because that's all they ever do is push Trump bad, Trump bad, Trump bad, Trump bad. Um, but this was... Anybody's been with the show, I had an incident like this with a guy in Birmingham and we were doing the flip-off and then we finally got side-by-side side and we turned to do something and we both started laughing because we realized how silly we were, we were. We were just weaving in and out of traffic. Fuck you! Because I cut him off and he cut me off and I don't know who cut off who first, but I just thought it was funny. The following sound bites I'm going to play um, and I had them broken up, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to get it over with because... Um, I I shouldn't be surprised. By now, I should expect servitude. Um, servitude. They will go with whatever the left says. Whatever the latest thing is. It's like a fucking cult over there. Media goes with it. But on a weekend after a shooting... We had, MTP doesn't even cover it. They, they cover the bills, which I'll cover when we get to our top six, which is reduced today, like four sound bites. But I'm going to start with the Charlotte Climber and then a video that surfaced off what I played last podcast in the Tennessee State House. Somehow, I didn't catch it. But they're holding seven fingers up because there were seven victims. Because the shooter is the only one they care about. They don't care about the Christians. Neither does the media. Then another Florida insurrection. Then a New York Times, um, which we'll cover the the article they did, but literally a New York Times video they have. And a video of a dem 
assaulting a Republican during a hearing. Understand, all of this you didn't see on your TV. I think children are only unsafe at drag shows when a shooter shows up to kill them. That's right. That's where the threat is. I would challenge anyone just to get to know trans people. We are a vibrant, diverse community, as diverse as anyone else. You know, I'm from the great state of Texas. I served in the military. I go to church every Sunday. My faith is very important to me. But God made me in her image. God made me transgender. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. Seven lives. You know, first, God did not create you as a transgender. If you want to get biblical, no. My tattoos are against biblical scripture. Old Testament. The seven, that's, you know, what they believe. They, they don't believe those Christian kids. They, they, they have just gone around the kids. I mean, everything was about the shooter, every coverage. And then the insurrections being just completely ignored. The New York Times just, oh, they're just so fucking great. Do you not think that is all staged? Do you not think that the New York Times goes, okay, say this? Do you not think that there's people telling these kids? We already know that Stoneman Douglas, they CNN was working them in a fucking revetment by the school or uh, a ramp telling them what to say. They're professional protesters. But, you know, New York Times, hundreds of protesters include students, fled the Tennessee State Capitol on Thursday, demand the lawmakers implement stronger gun laws. They didn't, of course, talk about the seven fingers. That wasn't that important. You know, 
Why would it be? Examine him for what he wrote. I mean, I just, I, I just, right her fucking tossing shit. That that is just the left. That's just what the left is. We can't get around it. They're violent people. They're angry people, and they're power-hungry fucking fascists. There's just no other way to say it. I mean, that's what they are. They project everything on other people and say, "Well, it's you," but it's not. Then this cocksucker, the POTUS. Starts with on Transgender Day of Visibility. We want you to know that we see just see you just as you are, made in the image of God and deserving dignity, respect, and support. No result from POTUS Nashville. Sonny McFunny face. A trans activist was sure visible this week, but Joe doesn't want to talk about it. Why didn't you single out the Christian victims murdered by the trans domestic terrorists with a repeated special statement like this? Day of visibility? No one has any problem seeing any of these activists. Transgender people deserve love, dignity, and respect, or else. Blasphemy. Ben Shapiro, this is illogical nonsense. Joe Biden sees you precisely as you are. This is blasphemous nonsense. God did not mistake place female in a male body and vice versa. And people go on about the blasphemy because that's what it was. I received, and let me see because I, I meant to do this before. I thought I got it from my son, but I, actually I sent it to him. I found this online. And oh, I fucking hate phones today. I'm I'm having a I'm having a phone day. Even when I try to do my tweets or whatever, it's not good. Um, this was all over the place. And I I 195% Oh, let's just do it this way. It'll be easier. Um, I 195% agree with this picture in so many ways. Um, because it's it's true. And I'm having computer problems, so give me two seconds. Save as. Here we go. Shouldn't have done it live, but that's okay. Here we go. They're they're just there's they're not visible. They're fucking everywhere. Oh, Tony, you're exaggerating. Tony, you're just a transphobe. Oh, really? Well, here's the country music award for our starting of our soapbox.
I slipped in the trans dude dancing with the beard. How are they not visible? Anybody. They're part of the Democratic Party. Every fucking corporation's bought in. Every channel's bought in. Every movie's brought in. The Country Music Awards ran transgenders dancing to open the show and then went for gun control. need to go into mine. I'm not going to go about the unhinged. This is a uh, representative. Once again, on the left, you're not going to see this on your TV. This posted Facebook yesterday by Democrat Minority Whip of the Wyoming House Representative Provenza for Wyoming. Less than a week after trans people, and she's locked down her shit. Completely locked down. So we won't, that, That's cool, though. You know, Oh, and just a side note while we're talking about this beautiful girl got murdered in D.C., just stabbed to death. But it, she's an Asian, so fucking doesn't matter. They're shitting all over them. But the Tennessee State House, or Tennessee, this is a WAPO, they feared it was their final hour and gave it their all. That's an actual story. Hours before a new state law was set to take effect, an enthusiastic crowd and presidential long shot Marion Williams turned out to support their queens. And I will read the, the drag ban. See, once again, it's like, don't say gay. Um, CRT is not in school. It, it's just a fucking line. It, it's not banned. It's you can't do it in front of children. You can't be naked in public. It's no different than if I was on a side of a road pissing and a cop showed up. What am I going to get charged with? Indecent exposure. If you watch on patrol, you see people all the time getting arrested for indecent exposure. We're just applying the same laws to these fucking freaks as we do for the non-freaks. The ending. Neither of them know that at 7.38 p.m. while they were still in drag, a Donald Trump-appointed federal judge in Tennessee blocked the ban from going into effect at midnight. It's paused for now for a little less than two weeks thanks to a lawsuit from a nonprofit Memphis theater company that argued the law would infringe on his First Amendment rights as it rehearsed for an upcoming drag show. The new shocks Cosby a couple hours, new shocks Cosby a couple hours after waking up on Saturday. Though she was still riding the night high, she'll be wondering whether this would be the last time she'd get to do this kind of show. It's a he- it's not a she. To wake up now to know that we actually have a chance and a leg to stand on is even better, she says. It's just all lies. Here's the the the, the most... Oh, that's another WAPO article. I'm not even going to cover it. Here's the most useless speaker, press secretary ever. This year's Trans Day of Visibility comes in the midst of a historic wave of attacks on transgender kids. Nearly 600 anti-LGB bills, is it five or six? Can you guys get your talking points done? Have been filed so far this year in state house across country and more than half targeted young people. Anyone else attacked this week? Targeting young people, you say? How about the kids? No, they don't care about those fucking kids. They haven't said anything about those fucking kids. Fuck them kids, they're Christians. I mean, I can't find out if this is real or it's not, but it appears that it's real.
The estimated hold time is now less than 96 minutes. Thank you for your patience. Sorry, are you still there? Yes. Okay, please hold. I mean, what the fuck? What visibility? How are they persecuted? They're more important than everybody else right now. They're definitely more important than Christians. Jennifer Aniston, it's really hard to tell a joke. Now she's getting crushed for it. This is data that literally shows that the higher you score on your ACT and SAT, the less you're going to get admitted to UC Berkeley. All sorts of Hill articles. Elliot Page, Margaret Cho, uh, Here's some visibility. I mean, that that would make sense. That would totally make sense. But MTP, did we talk about the dead kids? Did we talk about anything about the shooting? No, 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 no. No, we we made up that there... He just basically did the don't say gay bill bullshit. Welcome back, Data Download Time. It's no secret that today's GOP only has one thing that unites the party around it these days, and that's the culture wars. They think it's the only way they can motivate their base. Just take a look at how state legislatures across the country uh, and the rapid pace that those controlled by Republicans have tried to pass laws that ban or restrict things that they deem different, at least personally, and all of it seems to be targeting the LGBTQ community. Let's start with this issue of banning transgender students from participating in high school sports. Believe it or not, there was no law in the books before 2020 that dealt with this. We're talking about, by the way, one half of 1% of the overall population identifies as trans. One half of 1%. uh, The number of students is even less. Idaho was the first state. A bunch of them uh, have joined since. And most Republican legislatures that haven't passed one are looking about passing a ban to do that. On the issue of gender-affirming care, fewer uh, states have done that. But since 2021, you've seen nearly a dozen and more Republican legislatures are considering bans, legislation that would ban gender-affirming care in those states for those under 18. Overall, uh, the folks at the ACLU have noted there's over 435 pieces of state uh, of legislation introduced into states that are targeting the LGBTQ community, and they deem it targeting in a negative way. And when you look at it, even the issue of drag shows are being brought into this. The state of Tennessee was the first state to restrict drag shows, who could go and where they could be showcased. Now, a federal judge on Friday uh, has already put a pause on that law. We'll see if it ever comes into fruition. But look, guess what? 15 other states are already considering legislation 
targeting uh, drag shows. And when you look at the polling on this, this is, it's a really one-sided polling. Look, overall, a majority of Americans uh, oppose these bans on gender-affirming care. They oppose these restrictions on drag shows. But this opposition is made up only of Democrats and independents. Uh, a large majority of Republicans support these bans. This is why it's being done. It does unify the Republican base, but it may. Which closes us on the, the trans thing and time for a soapbox. Um, you know, I tweeted this to my brother and sister who probably think I'm fucking crazy or texted them. Well, my brother did respond, but it's a long rant. It was what I, I mean, I saw it. The first thing I saw today was CMT. So I wrote this. CMT awards in Nashville where a trans killer murdered six Christians. CMT awards leads off with Tennessee trannies pushes gun confiscation and highlights men in dresses. Been saying it on repeat. It's not the left and right anymore. It's normals and elites, corporate institutions, both parties, and normals. It's a war, and we're getting our asses kicked because we're not fighting. We're not turning the channel. We're not all voting. And with cancel counselor, we're unable to fight back for they silence us if we do by banning. I was banned for saying LGBT is a religion. And then, like a religion, this movement, which includes media, Dems, GOP, corporations, social media, FBI, DHS, HHS, IRS, like a cult, rally around a murderer and recognize seven victims in a school shooting where six Christians were killed by a tranny. They then blame gun owners and parents who don't want their kids indoctrinated and a religion that 50% of the country believes Christianity for the murder by a tranny of six kids. It's fucking heinous. Matt in Oregon, it is permeating daily life. 0.5% of the population is control of everything. I want to fight back, but just can't be just you and me doing it. Roger that. Used on podcast. My reply to this tripe that this cork sucker put out. First, no mention of Nashville Covenant School, but it's not surprising. NBC has done 12 pro-trans violence articles. Chuck Todd has ruined MTP, no longer nonpartisan. His wife's a dem strategist, and he's an ex-staffer. Prague agenda-driven journalism I was I couldn't read it. Sorry, uh, ex-staff for Prague agenda-driven journalism. Shockingly biased. Shame on you. Sad thing is, you are the chief political director for NBC News. You know why bills happen, and when Prague's do same process, you praise. Now you label transphobic and are most likely the reason twelve articles have been vomited this week defending shooters, ignoring Christian guilt, because it's simple math for your download. It's called democracy. Dems to win the 2020 election because you never let a crisis go to waste, they shut the fucking schools down. They get all sorts of money that they just regurgitate back into donations for Democrats to win in the 2020 election because that's how it works. And they just keep shutting it down. So parents see the LGBT CRT agenda complain to school boards. 
to which the Biden administration, who wants these little activists and doesn't care that a trans killed six kids, because it's a red state. They don't vote for him, so fuck him. He don't give a fuck. Well, they label him all domestic terrorists. And DOJ and the FBI start showing up at people's houses. School boards start locking down. They don't they have time limits. They don't let parents speak, even though I got one in a second. So the only recourse these parents have, yeah, this is kind of long form of my tweet because you only get 280 characters, was to go to legislators and ask for bills. Hey, we need this stopped in our school. They are fucking doing dangerous shit in front of my kids. And I got teachers who need confirmation from children for their own life choices of tucking and wearing the skirt and shaving their legs. Because now we know about 80% of them don't get the dick chopped, don't take hormones. They just shave really well. Dylan Mulvaney is the anomaly. He now is getting financed by corporations they used to have women spokesmen having a dude in a dress is now their thing because they're riding the wave of wokeness. He's got a face. I mean, look at the look at that dude's face. Watch the video, folks. If you're not watching the video, just go to that part. You don't have to see my ugly ass and the same background I've had forever because I'm too lazy to change it. His face is totally altered. But he still doesn't have tits. And he still got his dick. I'm once again, I don't fucking care. I don't care. Every time you have this conversation, you're a transphobe. You're a bigot. Mm-mm. Be a fucking unicorn. Get a four-foot dick horn on your forehead. I don't fucking care. But you're pushing it on our kids. You're making us all, you ban us if we don't embrace your shit. So I got banned for calling it a religion, and it's a religion. I blasphemed and said it's a religion, and they have a mental illness. They have serious mental problems and we're treating it by giving them Bud Light deals. And I thought it was an April Fool's joke, but then it turned out that that's him in front of a stack of Bud Light. It's either a great fuck you or I don't know, but it doesn't really matter. He is being financed. He started a TikTok that melded little kids' minds and then he got financed by corporations. Tell me it's not elites against us. Tell me it's not all of them just saying, fuck you, we don't care about your religion, we don't give a fuck what you think. I mean, Bubba the OG I follow. Listen as she explains why she shouldn't give a flying fuck about the deplorable people who are outraged over the Trump indictment. She came with itemized receipts too. Listen to how they excuse away bending the law to silence and stop opposing candidates. 
important to look at the people who are outraged, right? The folks running against um, Donald Trump, the Tucker Carlson's, the Fox News's, the Republican Trump surrogates. These are people who are outraged by this indictment. They were not outraged by Trump's attempt to overturn a Democratic election. They were not outraged by the violence on January 6th. They were not outraged by an illegal phone call to the Georgia Secretary of State. Okay, I'm going to break it down because it's too much to do on the other side. You, you, SC Cup and the Democratic Party still say the 2016 election was stolen. You question W's legitimacy in zero and four, and your people burn shit down. They did Occupy Wall Street. They did world trade they did fucking all the summer of violence so why would we be outraged it was clearly obvious you guys did something because nobody's ever gotten 81 million votes so you did too much you cheated too obviously because nobody's gotten 81 million votes nobody Obama hasn't done it. And then you came up with the same talking point lie that we're going to stop because, and there's a water break. And then all of a sudden the next morning, Biden dusts them. You cheated. You fucking cheated. To the phone call. Hey, I need you to go find me these votes so I can fucking win. I know some people voted. I don't think they're counting the Republican votes. That was a phone call. How is that illegal? I'm just wondering. That's probably said by every Democrat. Find the votes. Get the votes. We need to get these people over there. We we know for sure they have on-the-ground people doing it. You know Facebook cooked that whole district. $500 million ran the polling station. They're not outraged by multiple credible uh, uh, accusations of sexual harassment, assault, and rape. They're not outraged by Trump's sexist, bigoted, homophobic, xenophobic rhetoric. They're not outraged by his white nationalism. Mm -hmm. They're not outraged by his defense of anti-Semitism and and neo-Nazis. They're not outraged by all that stuff. So with all due respect, no one should care. Zelensky, I watched Obama on a video say, give me some room and then I'm going to change everything. I watched Obama just send fucking on his own money. I just watched uh, money to Iran. I just watched Biden support trans murderers. A mass shooting that was okay because they were trans. He didn't even recognize it. He didn't talk about it. He supported the trans people. I've watched him call everybody in the United States Bull Connor, a racist, a bigot. For voting law that actually had more people vote than ever in Georgia. I've watched him side with every filthy, dirty, nasty, far-left fringe cause and worse, put it in the law. I've watched him excuse debt that he doesn't have the legal right to do. I've watched him let an entire border be open and everybody in the world, including terrorists, come in. Because if you caught a couple terrorists and we don't know how many people are coming in, we only have encounters with 5 million and counting, my guess is some terrorists got in. Chinese have got in. Fucking Somalis have gone in. The whole UN is coming through the fucking southern border 
so he can redo districts because he's dumping them with illegal funds and flying them into fucking red states. I don't notice you being upset with that S.E. fucking cup, a conservative. I'm not even a conservative. I'm not a mega. And I'm outraged by the indictment because the fucking DA who was financed by Soros, we'll see, and the media once again is putting out misinformation, said he was going to do it. And now he's just doing it to change a bad news cycle. We have now had Democrats wiretap fuck around and lie for four fucking years. Two useless impeachments for shit they are doing. Biden told a foreign leader to lie that his country was falling so he could leave $7 billion or $3 billion worth of equipment that fucking Taliban's bragging about still. We armed Al-Qaeda's successor. We did that. And he made him lie so he could do it. No outrage from you, S.E. fucking cup. That soundbite. Jesus, fuck me, man. They are so giddy because they're so part of this and they have been working for it and pushing it and just working on this since the moment that idiot Trump who I fucking can't stand, so I get more angry because I got to defend the bullshit, came down a fucking escalator. They had 10 cocksuckers on the screen, jerking off in unison. Wondering, um, he can't help himself. Ron DeSantis embarrassed himself by saying he was going to fight extradition charges like he has any say. I mean, again, one more Republican that really just doesn't give a damn about the Constitution of the United States. Uh, and, of course, you got to you, 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 you got to just. What's this line? Look at the Soros back. No, it's just Jews. They're attacking Jewish no. international bankers. It's what anti-Semites have been doing for hundreds of years, attacking Jewish international bankers. And that's what they do. They try to blame everything. All right, cocksuckers, let's play. Uh, This is Axios. They're all pissed off because fucking blue checks are gone. I've seen people crying all fucking weekend about blue checks because they're fucking children. And they want to be special because they think they're fucking special. Um, I'm going to hold on the Fetterman shit. Oh, we got that too. That's good shit. We're we're about to get to it. Let's see. Um, Man, I got that. Where is it at? Got that. Let me get to my slides. We're going to do that in a second. This is HHS. If you see something, say something. Report suspicious behavior in situations rather than one appearance to local authorities. Because now they're going after everything. Trying to find. Sorry. Here it is. Okay. We're going to flip forward and then we're going to flip back. Because I should have had this back to back, but I forgot to do it. This is uh, this is Wapo, and they're fact checking. There was no Soros funding. The incendiary claim that George Soros funded. Then you get into it, and the notes 
show that they're lying and they're putting out misinformation. Soros donated $1 million to the Color of Change PAC, the largest individual donation it received in 2022 election cycle, days after it endorsed Bragg for district attorney and pledged more than $1 million in spending to support his candidacy. Do you find this helpful? Yes. Soros did donate. So you're lying, but that's all you do. That's all you fucking do. Is fucking lie and do shit like this. Here's CBS is lecturing that cons are evil and Jane Pauley setting saying, can we see President Fetterman in the future? I shit you fucking My first reaction was, let's wait till we actually find out what's in the indictment. Of course, that's a naive thing to say in American politics right now. And that's my second thought, which is that this is an ex- this is an explosive event in a highly volatile time in American politics. Everybody has a responsibility who's in the political process to either add fuel or they've got a question, not a responsibility. Are you adding fuel or are you taking fuel away? The president and his party are doing something smart, which is in the absence of facts, they are rushing in to define what this case is about. We don't know. Donald Trump doesn't know. It's under seal. And the question is, after January 6th, where we saw what Donald Trump did when there was an official proceeding that he didn't like, Yes. when you're in his party, are you adding to this volatility or are you removing it? Kevin McCarthy, before the, after the election, he said that Donald Trump won. That was a lie. Yes. Then on January 6th, Kevin McCarthy, now speaker, was terribly frightened by what happened. He saw what happened when you spoke in apocalyptic terms, how that could play out. So why now is the speaker saying that this is an effort by the Manhattan DA to subvert an election? That's speaking in apocalyptic terms about a thing you know nothing about. You know nothing about it because the indictment is sealed. Mm. Why, after the history of January 6th, would you as a public figure add more fuel to the fire? Isn't your obligation when the system is as fragile as it is right now to hold back the fuel? We are in this volatile moment and leaders have a responsibility to the moment and to the system. If you participate in a system of making laws or participating in elections, you are a steward of that system. You can't befoul it and then say, oh wait, but have it apply to me in a clean and pristine way when I'm participating in it. You are a steward of it. So what is a steward's obligation in this case? Absence of that, if you're a steward of the system, treat the system with respect. Your trajectory uh, from mayor to lieutenant governor, United States senator, was still pointing up. At 53 in politics, that's a young man. Can you have aspirations? Can you serve beyond the United States Senate? You know, my aspiration is to take my son to the restaurant that we were supposed to go during his birthday, but couldn't because I had to check myself in for depression. And being the kind of dad, the kind of husband, uh, and the, the, the kind of senator that Pennsylvania deserves. So let me get this straight. A party defending somebody within them, like you've done for, oh, let's see, Biden, oh, China, and laptops, and suppressing it, and banning people, and working with fucking social media to silence opposition. Oh, um, sexual harassment where he fucking 
sexually harassed a very ugly lady, but he did it, and everybody knows he did it. Oh, uh, plagiarism. Oh, and uh, he's been foreign against everything, and he's been raised by every ethnicity he's standing in front of. If Martians land, he'd say, I was in a Martian neighborhood. Okay, that, that's been defended. China, money, fended. Uh, what, what else did... Oh, sniffing. Sniffing. You defended sniffing. It was, it was okay. And now you're, you're turning everything to what you always do. You can say Coke brother for an entire fucking election. You still do it and one of them's dead and the other guy's I'm independent now. But you say Soros, who was a guy that actually helped Jews get killed. That's the real story. Oh, that's anti-Semitism. Interesting. This was another WAPO article. Um, now, we'll get to that. Advice. Correcting your friends or family can be stressful, but experts say we're moving like... We're more likely to change our point of view if we're approached by someone we care about. When you're talking to someone who believes in conspiracy theory, professor in political science, University of Wisconsin, Mike Wagner said, it can be helpful to ask who's benefiting from you believing this? Who's raising money or making money because of the audience they built for this? Mm, Jesus, that's really big for the left because even Nancy Pelosi dumps stocks and makes a lot of goddamn money. And we talk about McConnell's money. Hmm. Who's... Who's making money off that media? Wagner said that it can be helpful to remind people that if somebody on mainstream news outlets, such as the Washington Post or NPR, reports something that's false, they can be fired. People who work for really ideological talk shows or podcasts don't have the same worry. They don't get in trouble in the same way. Name one media source that has fired anybody. Oh, I know all of them for pr- promoting conservative ideas. The dude who put Tom Cotton's op-ed got fired and his op-ed was exactly what they said and oh by the way did after January 6th rolled out the National Guard and locked Washington D.C. into a green zone but that's what he suggested for BLM and he was a heretic okay sounds good to me Tom Cotton chimes in. One lesson for the media is that self-interested denials from Chinese Communist Party do not equal debunking. Tom Cotton keeps repeating a coronavirus conspiracy theory that was already debunked. No, it wasn't. Other replies. The paper that pushed the Trump-Russian conspiracy. By someone who care about, sure, encouraging wokes to harass Uncle Fred at Thanksgiving. They do it every fucking year. Such as trans men aren't men, but women who dress up as men. This isn't advice. This meets the standard of agripop by every single metric. Don't ever delete this, though. It will make great material to break down. The actual article, let me see if I can get the nine. I, I, I went through it once. Start with friendship, not facts. Don't become emotional. Keep online messages short. Ask, where did you learn that? Well, that's pretty easy for the left. It was in my memo this morning. I was told to say it. Talk about the money behind misinformation. Don't debate at Thanksgiving. Set the record straight in the family group text. Be willing to walk away. Remember that changing minds takes time. 
changing minds and making them all woke. Join the cult, everybody, come together. Group hug. Yeah, you fucking cultist. D.A. Bragg, a guy and a guy. Guy pulls out a gun, they fight over the gun. The guy that was getting attacked uses the gun, kills the guy, and now he's going to jail. So that's all you need to know. This, this weekend, this is how far we've gone. This, This is how far, that's what you think it is. The stranger, young at heart, adult baby diaper lovers face harmful stigma in their quest for comfort. What would it feel like to be a baby for a day? That's how they started the fucking article. How they end the fucking article. As ABDL has gained more international respect, Leo has experienced growth on the local end. People have been asking him more questions than ever before. He said there's always space for more in the Ottawa ABDL community, so he welcomes every opportunity to help someone accept themselves. I couldn't live without diapers, to be honest, but what I like the most about it is being able to help others. You can make them happier. Smook has also noticed an increase in a local chapter in Seattle. Don't you notice where that's all at? Wokeism? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 300 tight-knit users, which Smook says big for such a niche interest. Now that he's finally involved in the community, said he could never imagine suppressing his ABDL identity again. I feel like I finally have a solid social network for the first time as an adult being a pedophile. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's that's just fucking great. We, we couldn't recognize six dead Christians, but we recognized adult diaper wearers. That's how I wanted to end the segment. It's just fucking perfect, but I got one more. Six Christians killed, my reply. Media rally around LGBT shooter and meet the press doesn't me- me- mention it. Media diaper wearers suffer unfair stigma. Seems the only demo is not uplifted, idolized, and protected as Christians. I'm a non-mega independent. Never thought I would see this. Ever. 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 Our last sound bite, and then we'll come back into some more lefty hate, is another parent crushing a school board, which is why bills are being passed chief political director of NBC Chuck Todd you fucking hack good evening Uh, many of you know me so I am here to discuss this atrocity of assignments I want to first say you're a liar it's not a rumor I have the proof right here in my phone of the whom with you with whom would you do it with And my daughter specifically stated that the teacher put up a wheel on the class board and it stated anal penetration, oral sex, licking of ear, kissing. And he wanted them to write down the initials of a boy or girl that they would do these activities with. Now, I don't know what's worse, wanting to know my child's sexual fantasy or who they're going to have anal penetration and oral sex with. What is he gaining from this? What do you gain from this information? Why has my daughter that 
naively did the assignment because she's scared. She wants to get good grades. She wants to be, you know, get her license. She has to get good grades. And so she does this assignment. Where's the assignment? Why hasn't she had it turned back to her with her grade on it? What is he doing with it? Is this for his spank bank? Is he literally using this for his sexual deviant? These are questions that need to be answered. He, he verbally abused, verbally sexually abused every single child in that classroom. You look up the definition, I gave you the paper for the definition of verbal sexual abuse. Now, sexual abuse is sexual abuse. So where's the criminal charges? Why is he still teaching? Is it because he's the football coach and Churchill's doing good? Don't want to lose that hype? Because football doesn't matter when it comes to our children. Okay? This sexual deviant needs to be removed. If you do not remove him, I'm giving you my word today that tomorrow morning I will go down to the county clerk's office and I will file for the removal of every single one of you. I said I'd cover Trump, and uh, I think it's pretty simple if you look at that graphic right there. That, that just... You know, it's it's everything when it's Republicans. When it's a Republican in trouble, this is what you get. Wall-to-wall coverage of cons in trouble. I mean, it is what they do. We've been playing this game for as long as I can remember. I mean, really... I, I ran into this soundbite this weekend, and I know it's not in link, but it's, it's a violent thing. But the media starred this under Obama. I always say it started under Obama, second run, it was all in because they were conflicted. They wanted a woman president, and they loved Hillary, but he was black, and when they didn't think he could win, because America's such a racist shithole, they didn't jump on his bandwagon, but then he started winning, they just jumped all in, and, and fucking Hillary was a whore. I mean, they fucking hated her. Treated her like shit, and then they turned around eight years later and said she's the most qualified ever. Like we didn't remember that you said she was a lying whore. In it for the money. But it started with crime and things. We got our first white Latino. That's when we started the the skin shading. If you weren't dark, dark African black, you weren't POC, we're not going to use it. We're going to lump you in with those old white motherfuckers so we can make stats look better. Just like with trans, genocide, two rapes, two murders, majority of the attacks, black people, but you take Latinos and Arabs and you put them on the white, and the whites win by a nose. That's how they're running the cook. They're cooking the stats. So, I mean, it's just what they do. But here is an old soundbite. This is the beginning of this shit. This is Zimmerman. All right, let's go to NBC News. Now, mm-hmm. they, they distorted Zimmerman's 911 call. And we're going to play the, the edited portion first. Then we're going to put in what they missed which gives it an entirely different meaning. This is NBC News. 
Brent, and this is what they did at a time where emotions are running very high in this country. Watch this. This guy looks like he's up to no good. He looks black. Did you see what he was wearing? Yeah, a dark hoodie. This case drew national attention after 911 tapes were released from the night Zimmerman, a neighborhood watch volunteer, shot and killed Martin, an unarmed teenager. Are you following him? Yeah. Okay, we don't need you to do that. Martin's family says the problem with all of that is that police accepted Zimmerman's statements as the scene as fact and never gathered any more evidence that might reveal what really happened then. This guy looks like he's up to no good or he's on drugs or something. It's raining and he's just walking around looking about. Okay, and this guy, is he white, black, or Hispanic? He looks black. Now, what they did is, in the first one they said, the guy looked like he's up, up to no good. Edit. He looks black. But they forgot the dispatcher's question. Yeah. How could NBC News in good conscience do that? Yeah, Sean, this isn't distortion. This isn't bias. This isn't distortion. This is an all-out falsehood by NBC News. And let me say it again, a falsehood by NBC News. What they, what they did was, in the first clip, when you hear him say he looks black, anyone watching that believes there are racial overtones to what this man did. How could no. you not believe that? You believe it, it goes with the narrative of the profiling. The only problem is they edited out the dispatcher asking him, what does he look the like? He said and then it, he says he looks black. And then black. he answered the question. And to edit that yeah. out is so distorting. All right, let me it, go to it, one it, last it, thing. But, but Sean, it's not distorting. It is a... They will do whatever they can. Chocolate City, George Bush grabbed, he formed Katrina, and he threw it on the Ninth Ward because he's a fucking racist. They absolved the black mayor who had buses underwater, could have got people out, didn't do anything, and then he got busted for corruption years later, and they never used the D word. D was never used. It wasn't a Democrat. This is, and I'm going to make it over my face, that was a screen cap from Grabian of the media on Trump's indictment. Wall to wall. And because we are dealing with multiple bad things that happened for the left, they had to go into overdrive to protect them so here you have Republicans are the real groomers. Amanpour, the national shooting gun rights, bizarre cult, and two anti-Trump soundbites. And you're here as an author this morning because of this book you've written, this memoir, and you felt it was really important as a drag queen to be writing this story here because you're looking at the history of drag in this yeah. country. Yeah, this is the book about drag that I always wanted to read, and it didn't exist. I wanted to trace drag and queer expression back to the Mesolithic age. This is something that has always been a part of human culture. I think that's the ultimate proof that what we're doing, that, that our community is natural, that we belong here on this earth. Um, and I also want to show that the criminalization of drag is something that came later, that that was part of oppression, that that was tied to racism and misogyny in the world, and that people left to their own devices want to dress up and want to experience joy. And you know, I
terrifying. And there are those pictures right there. <laughs> and look, your book arrives at a time when we're seeing this, this wave of anti-drag laws uh, being introduced in this country. What do you want to say to people right now? I want to say that drag is freedom. Drag preaches non-judgment, especially towards queer and trans people, but to everyone. Our, we should have freedom over our bodies and how we dress and how we move and how we dance and dream. And I think anyone who finds that threatening is missing the larger point. I think people who, people, it's actually the anti-drag and anti-trans people who are trying to groom and shape their children to feel shame over something innocent and natural and human. And drag is an antidote to that shame. We want people to experience pride in themselves, joy, and have fun in this life. Life is hard, we gotta dress up. It's one day after another mass shooting, this time at a private Christian elementary school in Nashville, Tennessee, raising the same old yet vital unanswered questions. How long will this remain the norm? How long before government steps in to actually save lives and anguish? Like they have after such disasters in many other democratic nations. President Biden sounds exasperated. I have gone the full extent of my executive authority to do on my own anything about guns. Congress has to act. The majority of the American people think having assault weapons is bizarre. Bizarre indeed. Yeah, well, I mean, what do you think? I mean, if there is a camera in the room, that's a remarkable moment in and of itself, but it could be important to actually get a clear view of what happened in that inside that courtroom. A absolutely, and there, there is a compelling public interest argument to make. It is absolutely true yeah. that New York, New York is, is really regressive in terms of cameras in the courtroom. Um, I do expect there'll be an argument made. I'm not sure what, what the ruling will be on that, but it's interesting. I was thinking as you were asking that question, you know, one of the things we saw over and over, both with Michael Cohen in terms of Trump and then other people uh, in the White House, People have a habit of taping Donald Trump, and they have a habit of taping Donald Trump because he spins his own reality and will contradict whatever people say about him. A camera would be pretty vital in terms of people understanding what happened and not being told that something is fake news. And in an era where Trump is saying that all of these reports are not true, I think there is a compelling argument for it. I, I am skeptical that it will happen. Just I covered courts in this state. Uh, I know how against cameras in the courtroom yeah. judges are here, um, but I do think there is going to be a compelling argument made. And even toggling to the actual trial itself, imagine, right, what the public interest in right. that will be. Yeah. And so will there be cameras allowed to depict what occurs on the day-to-day? Because -day? I think certainly people would want to know. That's right. Yeah. Obviously, remains to be seen. We'll see what we do see. That also comes, Amna, as Fox's Tucker Carlson on air, as he's talking about the indictment, is telling his viewers that it's probably not a good time for them to get rid of their AR-15s. And it also comes as Trump and a number of his allies have been using dog whistle attacks, uh, anti-Semitic attacks against uh, as when they attack DA Alvin Bragg mm -hmm. by saying that he is backed by George Soros, who is... Jewish. And I spoke to a researcher at the Sufan Center, which tracks extremism. They track some 32 sites across the web. And they, he told me that the violent rhetoric right now on those platforms is lukewarm compared to January 6th. So it's not as intense. But he, they are concerned because of the fact that it can just take one bad actor the way we saw in Ohio after the Mar-a-Lago raid where there was an attack on the FBI. And so they are tracking that and very concerned about the potential for more violence. Great to you. be here. Let's begin with the biggest story. Uh, Mr. Trump has been indicted. Republican allies now have been continuing his lines of attacking the prosecutor 
attacking the prosecution and the prosecutor using some anti-Semitic dog whistles, also some racist undertones to a lot of that. David, they could say, you know what, innocent until proven guilty. We believe in the justice system, but they're not saying that. Yeah. Why not? Well, uh, I guess, well, first, it's just a grave moment. And I'm, I'm struck by they're not, they are not being struck by the gravity of the moment of a former president being indicted. Uh, there was a good piece in Persuasion, uh, one online site uh, that I enjoy, um, looking at Trump's rhetoric over the last seven years. Mm -hmm. And if we recall when he came down the escalator and even that first convention speech and the inauguration of American carnage, it was mostly economic. Those people have betrayed you. But then you, it ramps up and it changes and it changes. And then uh, last July or July of 2020, he was at Mount Rushmore, if you may remember. Then it finally becomes, it's getting apocalyptic. And now it's entered full, we're in the final battle. Mm -hmm. That's the rhetoric that is being used now. And that has taken the populism and ratcheted it up to militaristic levels. And right now, it's helping him. I mean, he, as the indictments have been talked about, his poll numbers are surging. And as we saw, every other Republican candidate, they can't attack Trump now. They've got to rally around the, the guy. And so you just have this sense of this upward rising tide of bile. What the fuck is that? The fuck is that? That's on your TV. You're going to see a Christian on your TV, or Red Stater, or anybody who voted for Trump. Those people are garbage. Or a gun owner, or a... Just a normal person. You're not getting on TV. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. And to our last article, MTG was on 60 Minutes. I was going to spend some time on this because it's just what you expect, but I'll just do a couple. JoJo, the paid influencer, are you guys going to follow her around while she harasses school shooting survivors? Are you going to join her as she visits the jail where the January 6th terrorists are being held and prays with them and for them? Are you going to start talking and let, let just her yell at and it goes on. Love it. 60 minutes. The comments are very every very reason why you book someone like MTG. Viewer engagement. They're all going to watch. Trust me. The way you guys say your nickname, it's not good. And just like that, 60 minutes lost credibility. Why are you elevating this monster? It is not our opinions are in your face or even intense in any meaningful, provocative way. She's an unbashedly Islamophobic and anti-sentiment QAnon. And I'm not reading anymore. That's the left. That's the left. That's that's who we who we are. So, going to go into a military corner and wrap this up. Um, sadly, they have identified the soldiers who passed. Get through all this freaky stuff. Here is the official press briefing that the media also ignored. Approximately 10 p.m. last night, two of our Black Hawk helicopters were involved in a crash during a planned training flight in Cadiz, Kentucky, that resulted in the death of all nine service members aboard the aircraft. On behalf of Major General McGee and Command Sergeant Major Knapp,
who are currently deployed to Southeast Europe, I would like to express our deepest sympathies to the families of our fallen soldiers. We are currently in the process of notifying their families. Until these notifications are complete, we are unable to provide specific details about our soldiers. We appreciate your patience and respect of the process, and we will provide additional details once all family members are notified. The Army has deployed an aircraft safety team from Fort Rucker, Alabama, who will arrive later today and will immediately initiate an investigation to help us understand what caused this crash in order to prevent accidents like this from happening again. This is a truly tragic loss for our families, our division, and Fort Campbell, and our number one priority is caring for the families and the soldiers within our Combat Aviation Brigade. Our entire Fort Campbell community is surging resources in support, and our thoughts and prayers are with these families and these soldiers during this difficult time. Today is a tough and a tragic day for Kentucky, for the Fort Campbell, and for the 101st. The nine individuals we lost are children of God. They will be mourned and missed by their families, by their communities. We are blessed to live in the freest country in the history of planet Earth, but we must remember that that freedom relies on those who are willing to serve, some of which pay the ultimate price. We know a lot about loss in Kentucky, especially these last three years. We're going to do what we always do. We're going to wrap our arms around these families. And we're going to be there with them, not just for the days, but the weeks and the months and the years to come. We're going to let them know that they are loved, they are special. And if they'll allow us to carry some of their grief, we'll do that for as long as we can. My faith teaches me that while the body is mortal, the soul is eternal, and we will see them again. Hello, I'm Major General J.P. McGee the Commanding General of the 101st Airborne Division Air Assault and Fort Campbell. And I'm Division Command Sergeant Major Veronica Knapp. We're sending this message to you from MK Air Base in Romania, where the 101st Airborne Division remains deployed. As many of you know, on the 29th of March, there was a training accident in which two HH-60 Black Hawk helicopters crashed, leading to the death of all nine soldiers on board. This accident has sent shockwaves through the entire 101st Airborne Division, all of Fort Campbell, and the entire United States Army. There are many ways to describe a Screaming Eagle soldier, but at their core, our soldiers are defined by their strength. This is a moment where our strength is needed more than ever. Our hearts go out to our soldiers and their families. In trying times like this, the 101st Airborne Division has two priorities. Number one is to take care of our families, and number two is to ensure that we fully honor our lost soldiers, and that is exactly what we will do. I want to conclude with a special word of thanks to the many people who have reached out to offer their assistance to the 101st in this trying time. And today and now more than ever, we need to remain Screaming Eagles Air Assault. Well, because of the situation, I'm not going to dog the fact that we have a female SAR major in front of an infantry division, but, you know, it's the woke. That's, that's just what you got. You got the woke. There's nothing you can do about it. But to these heroes all, Godspeed. Be with the family. It's just horrible. Nothing worse than in training.
Here is, um, hold one. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I, I'm doing doctor's appointments uh, to get some kind of resolution. I, I have to swallow a pill cam, and I'm doing that next week, and it's just the lady um, calling me <laughs> incessantly, but I'd rather get it done. Um, and colonoscopy on the 9th of May and changing pain management and a lot of phone calls. This, of course, is the picture of what we did in Afghanistan that uh, nobody seems to care about. Just like these soldiers, nobody cares about the soldiers' death. We didn't cover it in the media. Why would they? Um, It's still shocking these pictures aren't everywhere. And I'll be surprised if this gets hit on because this just got released today. And here's a report from CBS News on their early, early morning and on their website. Chinese spy balloon that flew across the U.S. back in February was able to gather intelligence from several military sites. This latest reporting is based on new information from two current senior U.S. officials and one former senior administration official. For more, we're joined by NBC News global security reporter Dan DeLuce. Dan, good morning. So clearly a major development. What do we know about this finding? Sinclair, really interesting reporting here from our colleagues Courtney Kuby and Carol Lee saying that that balloon that flew over the U.S. was able to collect some intelligence, and it was often able to pass multiple times over some military bases, and they were picking up electronic signals and sending them back to China, so that would be possibly eavesdropping on conversations or picking up on electronic signals from West uh, weapon systems. Now, the Biden administration has previously maintained that there was very limited value in terms of what these balloons could pick up. And uh, they said that really most of what the Chinese can pick up and glean from their intelligence is coming from their satellites in space. But this is a new twist in the story about exactly what that balloon was able to do. And Dan, the Biden administration was criticized for not acting faster. What's the response been from the Defense Department to this new revelation? Well, there's still questions now about how that whole balloon flight was handled. Sorry, that was a screen cap. That was the best I could I could do on that. Um, it, it's just the way they set up videos. You can't download them. That's all due to this piece of fucking shit. He's so concerned about white rage that a China flies all the way across the goddamn country, and we don't care about it. We just let it happen because we got like Marvel Comics protection or some shit, and they couldn't see it. That's what we were told. But don't expect a huge report out of Brian Seltzer and Chuck Todd about the misinformation. Mm -mm. That will not be covered. President Biden doing damage control in February. It's not a major breach. Look like the total amount of intelligence gathering that going on in every country around the world is overwhelming, which was dutifully echoed by the journos. Anything to get out of the news cycle. Yeah, of course. Back to the military at total whole be all you can be it got scrubbed because their main guy which they went POC because that, they didn't want to get crushed well he uh, he got arrested 
Pentagon critics blame diversity policies and fitness standards for recruiting rows. People actually went up and testified, and that's what it is. But do you think the media is going to carry that? No. We're going to, you know, that's bullshit. I don't even know what woke is. That's what the Defense Department went to. Well, here's some of the woke. Here is the Army's new counseling form making an overhaul on how soldiers evaluate soldiers. And we're going to pull this up because right now it's just a little picture. So I don't know if I even got a big enough slice to, to read it. I remember what the old one was. And I hope my mic's covering because sometimes when I pull away, it, it doesn't cover very good. Let me zoom in. I'm reading. Well, I don't see any woke on it. Let's go back to the article, which surprised the shit out of me. Army on Friday released an updated counseling form, effectively an employee evaluation, marking the first significant change in more than 40 years. The DA Form 4856 could dramatically shift discussions around professional development, help leaders better track their formation's training. It replaces the old form used in the 80s, which provided minimal guidance. The new DA 4856 loosely resembles a non-commissioned officer evaluation report. Yeah. Previously, the center of the counseling session were key points of discussions, and now it's ways to improve. Um, language form, the updated council forms come with service refines how it trains and not commission officer corps long considered a backbone of the military. The Army planners are eyeing several initiatives, including lengthening NCO academies, stronger emphasis on combat training for soldiers outside of frontline units. Uh, once again, they're not going to cover it in here because it's the Army Times. It is still going to go before a review board. All evaluations and promotions go before an equity review board. So you can guarantee if you have an African-American, if you're a white guy and you have African-American soldiers and they're fuck-ups and you're dishing out counseling forms, something's going to happen to you. It just It's how the left works. They don't go after the person that's fucked up. They go after the fucking people in charge or they go after the laws or they go you know this this is just what they do they, they didn't notice the shooter killed christians they just knew it was a trans person and trans people are prosecuted all over the goddamn world pandemic pounds pushed ten thousand army soldiers into obesity failing tape tests whoa Military Times, abortion fight in Senate snarls military promotions. That's for officers, but they're not going to say that. And to prove my point about wokeness, new basic training for rejects, they go to a gentleman's course. That's going to prepare them. Hmm. Another thing the media is not covering, six soldiers diagnosed with TBI after that Iran launch and of course you know our media didn't even cover it as a negative thing why would they then I stumbled on this through 
task and purpose, new military offer. Since arms drones became a regular to the United States arsenal, movies and television shows have been trying to incorporate them away in the morals of a drone war. Now it's opera time, and a new opera about drone strikes is coming to the Kennedy Center. The Kennedy Center and Washington National Opera announced their 2024 or 23-24 season this month, and opening production is world premiere of Grounded, the opera composed by Janae Tesori with a liberato by George Brandt. Is adapted from the brand's 2013 play of the same name. It premieres October 20th, starring Emily D'Angelo. The opera's in English and will have projected lyrics. Grounded follows Jess, an Air Force F-16 pilot who finds herself, as the title suggests, grounded to become pregnant. She gets reassigned from flying missions in Iraq to an Air Force drone program, hunting high-value targets while working in an air-conditioned space back in the United States. The play, essentially a one-woman monologue, follows her as she deals with motherhood, the ethics of drone strikes, and her desire to be back in the sky. It will not have the action beats of Tom Cruise, fucking blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is, uh, fuck me. You got to be kidding me. Here, here, here's them talking about it. Friends, I'm Timothy O'Leary, General Director of Washington National Opera, and we are thrilled to announce a landmark season. Thanks to the vision of our artistic director, Francesca Zambello, and a lineup of stellar artists, we will give you four new productions, all of them gorgeous, all boldly advancing our beloved art form of opera. We open with a major world premiere, Janine Tesori's Grounded, a co-production with the Metropolitan Opera, which initiated and commissioned this beautiful, powerful work. Grounded is an adaptation of George Brandt's award-winning play, and it tells the story of an elite female F-16 fighter pilot, one of the best in the Air Force, whose unexpected pregnancy suddenly finds her unable to fly. Singing the role of Jess is one of the most spectacular mezzo-sopranos of today, Emily D'Angelo. So Jess is the central character here in this, in this new opera. It's a very um, complicated character who, who goes through a lot. And I think that she's actually quite relatable in a lot of ways um, in general. Thanks to WNO's collaboration with the Metropolitan Opera, this production will feature an unprecedented use of the most dazzling stage technology of today. Massive LED screen imagery will envelop the whole Kennedy Center Opera House stage, immersing the audience in the action. We can't wait to share this compelling story with you. Hi. You know, we've had some seriously heroic shit. Gunta. Fuck, a movie about Christopher Harry, one of my squad leaders, and Operation Anaconda. They started a play on that, and then they just stopped. I even did monologue. That's not going to ever get done. We're going to do drones and how war is evil. This is the new RQ-180 drone. Replace the strategic RQ-4 Global Hawk and the iconic U-2 Dragon Lady reconnaissance aircraft. This is a secret aircraft, which I guess is not secret anymore. And it refuels, does everything. It is sexy like a motherfucker. This picture right here, man. Let me see if I can slide this on in. Look at that. Ugh. Fucking Awesome. And it'll get knocked down in the country, and Russia will have it post with. Because we, we don't even talk about the drone they got. There's a drone over there. They got it. All I can see is what really happened. What happened? They dumped gas on it and knocked it out of the sky. 
New squad automatic weapon is going into production. I still don't like it, but go ahead. And then lastly, the Rockasons. And this time of year is qualification badges. You got the EMFB, the um, expert medical field badge, the expert infantry badge. I think there's a couple other ones. Like they were badge for tankers or some shit. I don't fucking know. I don't think they do. I think uh, engineers have one. But the EIB is a huge thing. Uh, it's so much training. You just want to get it so you don't have to do the goddamn training. I remember as a private, I was new and I wasn't even eligible to go for it. But they put people through training and they would just come in the barracks and rip people out and then go to land nav courses. And I was with the buddy and he goes, Get out now. And I'm like, what? Come with me. And we jumped out of the window. And it was on Fort Richardson. There was really nothing you could do. So I went to a fucking uh, diner that was there and hung out all day. And didn't go back to the barracks like 9 o'clock. And I snuck in and went in my bed. So the first time I went for it, because we didn't do it the next year, I was in Fort Sill, and I was squad leader, and I did the road march at the day and night land nav, uh, three out of four and two out of three at night. And well, every this is before GPSs, but people were still cheating because at night you weren't supposed to have a map; you were just supposed to go with the compass. You're supposed to work out your your points. And then that was it. You're supposed to leave your map and just go. But, of course, everybody brought their map and a flashlight. And you went, okay, this is the road. It's, this is it. Because um, you could be off. You know, like the story I've told on the show, Beanock. You know, I'm True Blue going to be top 10. It's the only school I wasn't top 10% in the Army. And I fucking shit the bed. Well, no, that's not true. Anoc, I wasn't because I didn't give a fuck. I like, did the minimum push-ups and sit-ups and got the fuck up and jogged my two miles because I just needed to qualify so I went to do back pay. I, I didn't care. I knew my career was fucked because I was going to Fort Irwin and I was just going to retire. So didn't care about first sergeant, which I made, but, you know, turned down. So I fuck it up. Because I didn't bring my map and compass. And then even the instructor brought me back the next day and goes, if you don't have your map and compass, I'm going to kick your ass. Like, you're supposed to cheat, motherfucker. What are you doing? And so I went and, of course, got to go because I was just one sign off. I was off 25 meters to the right. I landed in between points that were 50 meters apart. I mean, I was off 25 fucking meters. And I should have been to the left. So anyway, I picked the right and got a no-go. And... um Anywho, but then I, 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 I get done with that, and I do the 12-mile road march, and all I have to do is fill up, finish a couple station, stations, and I left the easy ones. Um, the last one was grenades. You just had to throw grenades in a target and throw one in a bunker, and they kept telling you, you need to practice. These assholes put two layers of sandbags in front and if you hit it it bounces back so Tony goes and never practices once so now it's my last station I'm going to be true blue I'm going to get my EIB I am so stoked and I no go I wait the 30 minutes I go back and I was told well you can practice on the practice course go practice on the I I got this I just fucked up yeah yeah I double no-go it. I didn't get my IB. 
I remember getting back to the barracks the first song, go home. That's an ugly way to lose. Go home. And I took the weekend off. And then I came back. So I finally get to Fort Ord, and you know, I went to Korea, we didn't do it. So now I'm a fucking E6. And now the comments are, you're a little old to be going for this, right? Because I should have got it, but I only went for it once in six years. So I go and I smoke that motherfucker. And I think I told the story, and if I'm repeating, sorry, I'm old, I do that. And Salerno, my badass, soon-to-be SF fucking Ranger Halo motherfucker, because he leaves to go to all the schools, um, he's with me, and in my squad, six of us were going for it, and five of us were on to the road march, and all I do is finish the road march, we're going to get it. I mean, I was going to get an award and everything, which... I think I did get an AAM for it. I think I did, yeah. I got an Army Achievement Medal because the squad, we just, we did the best percentage, you know, because we only had one guy and it was for failure of, uh, he got physical. He, he fucking pulled a, uh, blew his knee out on the land nav course. Um, and on that land nav course, I cheated. I had my fucking compass and yeah, I wasn't fucking around. I had a map and I made sure I got it right. I hid in a manzanita bush, which made my nose run. So we get there, and he had finished at two hours and like 15 minutes, and I came in at like 2.20, and you have three hours. So I sat, drank, got the shakes off, disassembled, assembled, did it three times. I'm good. I crossed the line. And I see him on the other side, but he doesn't look happy. So I go through, and once again, you have to clear the weapon. And, and it's a weird thing, but it's an infantry thing. The 12-mile row march, disassembly and assembly is part of it. And if you fail it, you got to do the whole fucking row march again. Well, I get my go, and I almost start crying. Because I just, I, it was just one of those badges. I didn't think I was going to get it. Because I just had bad luck. It wasn't that I was fuck up, I just had bad luck. The one time. And that little bitch didn't clear his weapon and disassembled it. So he had to go back the next day and he did it. He did 24 miles in two days and got his EIB. And I got my AAM. So that worked out good. And uh, I even got a coin I still have that's a black Black Widow spider, which was the 7th ID hourglass patch. And we all got them in the ceremony. And we just... We got it. And I was so fucking happy. Just so fucking happy. But then I went to war and I never wore the badge again. I don't even have the badge. I gave it to one of my brothers. So I don't know who got the badge. But I don't even have a EIB. I I went to the CIB, which just means I got shot at. And I've already bitched enough about that on the show, how that works out. Um, So I don't even have one. But it was one of those things, moments that, you know, that my air assault badge which I don't have the original, but I have one. Those two always were important. They were the first two badges. CIB was, I never thought I'd get one because you had to go to combat. So I was really happy I got it. But the way you get it, you don't have to do anything. You just got to get shot at. Well, you don't think get shot at. Anybody in the fucking theater gets it once somebody gets shot at. So you're getting it. You're just getting it issued in mass. 
Uh, as the story goes, and I've said before, I try to not let a kid go because he pushed out and didn't do the mission, and they still gave him a CIB, cocksucker. But anywho, here's a short video. Let's do the pictures. They're finishing through the Tory. God, you got to love the rock songs. That's just fucking sexy. And um, here is audio of guys finishing their 12-mile road march. And you could see them going into an area, and there they will fucking do disassembling assembly. I am not seeing the final counts on this, but I'm assuming they did a pretty fucking good job. There was quite a few guys from what I heard. Um, but there you go. Uh, pretty fucking cool to see because, you know, it's been a long time since, you know, the Army did those kind of things. They've been in war. So EIB, CIB, or EIB, EFMB hasn't really been a thing. You know, you just don't hear units doing it because, you know, everybody got a uh, CIB and they're not going to wear it and blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, um, all in all, it's it's good to see it because when you you break it down, it's important. I mean, you're getting really good information. Um, last but not least, and I guess I, I wasn't going to play it, but I'm going to play it now. These are some of the videos for Trans Days of Vengeance. As far as I know, I've not seen anything because they canceled it. But these were the prep videos that I found from the day prior. And I want to make sure I get it in the record. This is what they were planning. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. This is America. Hi, friends. I have a question for you today. Hi, friends. So based on what I heard, I think it's on. So see you in Washington, D.C. on March 31st, 2023. So I'd like to say several things about this day that we are having. One, we will not pay any speakers because this is not about celebrity speakers. It's about ordinary trans, non-binary, gender non-conforming people like you and me sharing our stories. Number two, everything about this day has to be done in mutual aid style. So what I mean by that, so I would like people representing all states in the United States of America. So people flying in or driving in or whatever uh, the means of transportation that they use, they're coming from out of town. I would like to request uh, people in the area to open up their homes to host these people out of towners. Because let's face it, not a lot of, a lot of us have a lot of resources 
So、um, it will help people out greatly if people in the area share their resources, you know, what they have. And does not have to be fancy.、Uh, please open up your home to host others. Or,、uh, you know, if you are affiliated、uh, with some organization who has buildings,、um, you know, please let us stay there so that we can save, you know, save some money. Also,、um, I would like people to suggest、uh, their local activists, you know, who'd like to, who you'd like to、um, see them on stage. And for instance, you know,、uh, from LA, I would love to see Ms. Italy,、uh, to be in Washington DC with me. So I am, I will be fundraising like hell, you know, for her to be there. So that's what I'm asking you guys to do. Um, please suggest speakers, performers, you know, who you want to see on stage in Washington DC on March. So I just heard the term trans day of vengeance and I'm like, Uh, when is this?、Uh, and、uh, how do I sign up? How do I RSVP? Because I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm fucking, you know, I got this cute dress here and I got a fucking, like, sword right here. Like, when, when is this? I want to know, please. Thank you. Let me know. Send me an invite, please. Thank you. Bye. In case you're ever wondering if transphobes genuinely care about trans people and are just misinformed about what being trans is, and genuinely think that being transphobic is helping trans people, and genuinely care about the trans rate and, and the rates of trans people just being mentally ill and depressed, no. No, they absolutely do not. These are a few of the comments I got on my alt account when I was live streaming. So, um, so yeah. These are the same people who scream how pro life they are. Here in Virginia, we're waking up to some good news. All 12 anti trans bills that have been introduced in the House and Senate have officially been defeated. I'm going to have to put on my fucking double seeing glasses because I can't even begin to see the amount of bullshit.、Uh. Yeah, so <clears throat> that's what they were planning. Those were the people, and they only called it off because they didn't want to continue their hate for Christians. The, the official line was they felt threatened. They were scared they'd be harmed because there's so many trans people getting beat in the street today as they get endorsements from Bud Light. Okay. Okay. So, interesting podcast here. Seeing a lot of、uh, hate and violence that's accepted all the way into the House of Congress. CMT believes that's woke.、Um, the Trump stuff, you. You know, that while they're saying the right's hateful, their hate for everybody who doesn't vote like them is so obvious. And I would go on another rant, but I, I think it's, it's, it was said last podcast we, it, it's a war. We got to vote these people out. We got to change channels. We cannot continue just to abide by their bullshit because it's everywhere. You can't get away from it. 
It's a fucking cult and it's dangerous. And more importantly, parents can't back off. They got to stay on the gas pedal now. It doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't matter if you sound off. If you notice on this podcast, I said things I usually don't say like freaks and shit like that because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm nice. I'm still a bigoted, racist, homophobe, transphobe because I don't believe you are made in God's image. I think God made man and woman and that's the way it is. If you don't like it, well, you just become a better man or a better woman. You, you improve yourself. You don't go to the other side. And with an 80% recidivism rate, recidivism, fracking, fracking, I'm talking like Biden, and most trans people, it's pretty obvious it didn't fix their ill. And more importantly, if your line is true, life-affirming care with medication that makes you more suicidal and they're all offing themselves where clearly this isn't making them healthier or happier or anything. It doesn't work because they're still offing themselves somehow. Even though all you have is a survey from Trevor Project that were people, do you feel suicidal as a teenager, we all feel suicidal. I've been sick for 14 months. Now, I ain't told my family, but there's a couple times I thought about just eating a bullet because I felt like shit and it wasn't getting fixed. Yesterday was one of those days. I mean, I didn't want to eat a bullet, but I was miserable all day long and there was no reason for it. I was in so much goddamn pain I was doubled over, and it and there's nothing there. There's just no reason I should have it. So to say an entire country needs to totally do what 1.5 million people say, and they keep changing what they're saying, yeah, no. Because nobody's got to give a fuck. They don't have to give less than a fuck about me. I don't demand people feel sorry for me. I don't demand people even care. I got my scars. I got my disabilities from the army. I'm a broke-ass, bald, fucking 55-year-old man. Way more busted up by military service than I would be if I didn't do military service. But I don't demand you to do shit for me. I demand people do shit for guys that lost their limbs like Tunnels to Tower or Wounded Warrior Project. But unlike the liberals, I don't demand anybody do anything for me because they got their own goddamn shit. They got their own life. They got their own problems. They have their own scars. The problem with this whole thing, from Trump to trans to dead Christians, the left demands we embrace their shit and they call well no I don't think a man can be a woman I think women are women violent words harassment well no I don't think we should teach our kids that America's inherently racist if anything, we've done more than any other country to not be racist. You're a bigot. See, what they've done is they just 
say everything you disagree with. That's violence. And the funny thing is, while they're saying it, their people are violently fucking people up in cities all over the country with murder and crime and beatdowns and riots and storming capitals. We just had four capitals stormed. Four capitals, private pile. And the media, you saw the New York Times. It's brave. It's heroic. You know, damn shit. We covered during COVID guys with permits in Michigan, armed protesters stormed the Capitol. That was how it was worded. I covered it. I thought it was real. And then I researched that they couldn't even get there without a permit. They applied for a permit. So no, they didn't storm. Jesus fucking Christ, but not these people. We just don't even cover it. What we've done is the actual opposite. Well, those 500 laws, 600 laws. By the time I do my next podcast, 9,000, they just keep making up numbers, are harassing the LGBT community. No, no, they're not. None of these, the Tennessee drag bill doesn't say you can't have drag. It says you can't do drag in public places like libraries, schools, and in your gay pride parade where you wear assless chaps and you have men as dogs. That's a freaky ass shit. Ten years ago, lefties thought that was freaky ass shit. And you're just not going to do it in the street. You can do drag in adult clubs, just like you could do strip. I mean, the funny thing is, if I was in charge for a day, I would go recruit porn stars and have them go to grade schools and clap that gooch. I don't know if people say that. I don't even know what that means. But show their fucking pussy and grind it on kids and see how long the media says that's okay. Because if it was heterosexual, it's not. But dudes dressed as girls, the ultimate form of women, that they literally say you're a bigot if you don't want to suck dick and date them. Those are articles. I'm not even cover trans. The next podcast, what is it? 30 different articles from the media about the most inane bullshit that we're supposed to embrace. If not, you're a bigot. And this week was, you're supposed to embrace the shooter. That's how far they've gone. Not the 99 pronouns. Thought that was far. Not the dudes in dresses in the fucking Macy's parade and then lesbian kissing in the Macy's parade. No, 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 no. Not schools, drag, shouldn't mix. No, now we're straight up to embrace the killer. Hold seven fingers and embrace the killer. That's where we're supposed to be. And if you're not in, well, you're you're a bigot. I don't have to embrace anything. I, I don't demean them. I don't say mean things to them. I don't beat them. I don't do any of that shit. I just think they're mentally 
impaired freaks. They have a perversion. And that perversion by statistics is that 80% of them just want to dress like a girl. Stuff a bra. Hey, that's fine. You do you, bro. But not in front of kids. Not in the public square. Because I'll say it again. If I whip my dick out and piss in Broadway Street in Nashville, I'm going to jail. I'm not passing go. I will then be registered on a sex registry. If me and my wife go and park our shit in a Walmart parking lot and I am smacking that ass doing the doggy in the back of a Jeep, we're both going to jail and we're getting on the sex registry. But you're saying men in a dress, tuck tape dick, grinding a kid, I just played it, in a school, that's okay. Assless chaps on the street, that's that's okay. That's normal. No. 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 You can't be naked in public. We as a culture just, no. And I think the saddest part of this, that I'll stop ranting because I said I wasn't going to do a long diatribe at the end because it's boring and who the fuck am I? I'm just some dude in the fucking basement ranting. We used to all have a collective, that's too far. You know, when it was a guy burning the Koran, that's too far. I mean, I fought him. And yeah, when I got around people speaking Arab in the States after coming back from Afghanistan, it was a little weird. I did watch him. I'll, I'll admit I did. Because I was just in a country where everybody was carrying guns, and it was clearly obvious for the highest bidder, they will change sides and shoot whatever the fuck. And luckily, I was pre-IED, green on green. You know, you weren't having, you know, Northern Alliance just schwack uh, Americans, but you were guarded. But I never thought all Muslims, all Muslims, I believed everybody in eastern Afghanistan and in western Pakistan were terrorists because that's where the madrasas were I believed the majority of Omar's voters and her are a bunch of terrorist motherfuckers but I didn't believe all Muslims were something but we all had that this is too far this is beyond the pale the left will say it was Trump that changed it No. No, it wasn't Trump. I mean, you're saying sexual perversions. Fucking Clinton stuck a a fucking stogie up somebody's vagina and smoked it. I mean, come on the fuck on. You guys defended that shit. You know, a 20-year-old intern, it was good to go. While you were dumping all soldiers for infidelity and every drill sergeant who got his dick sucked was the fuck on. Just the fuck on. They were out of the army. Chapter. But okay, you said that was okay. But dudes in diapers and some of the stuff we've played for these trans, 
sometimes I wonder if it's a joke. I mean, are they really seeing how far they can take it? How far they can push people to bow and submit to their ideology and they're just doing this as a joke? And sometimes I wonder if we're actually going to have a guy come out and go, you know, like that fucker that had the show, you know, you've been... I don't remember the name of the damn show. You know what I'm talking about, where they spoof people. What the fuck was his name? He fucked Demi Moore. You know what I'm talking about. That fucking show. You've been punked. Punked. Because they're with serious faces or by omission, just all in. They're all in on this shit. They, they They don't give no fucks. They are all in on perversion down to kindergarten. Down to babies shouldn't be gendered. That's how far this craziness has gone. And I'm sorry, the majority of the country, I believe this in my heart, we still have, that's too far. And we just got to start putting our foot down. We just need to. So that wraps up this episode of Flower Politic Podcast. Go to SoundCloud Flower Politic with a K. Rumble, 482-467. And tell me to go fuck myself at fuckpodcast at gmail.com. I need to get one email. I changed all the sounds because I ran into one of my old U.S. CAV videos. And I thought an homage to U.S. CAV where I first started doing videos and shit on YouTube. I wasn't doing but I was one of the actors. I'd pick up that sound instead of the clickety-click sound with the beep that probably I listened on a walk one day and it was a bit annoying. So I went to the calf sound and redid all the bumpers with that. Next podcast will be 6 April, year of our Lord, 2023. Until then, disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah-yeahs. As always, thanks for listening and y'all take care.